Hello, hello guys. Welcome back to M's Gems. I wanna know what you guys have questions about, if there's anything you want me to riff on. No topics are off limits on here. There's people who have asked me what reality show I am watching, what I'm doing this weekend. It is completely up to you. The next 30 minutes, whatever we choose to talk about, I like to keep these potent. I know that sometimes they've gone on to like 40 or 45 minutes, but I really love to dive into anything that you guys want me to talk about. Oh, Gnarly has a question. Okay, Gnarly, go ahead. Would you recommend doing a free masterclass before announcing a paid program? Okay, so the way that I pair, like what type of masterclass that I do, is with what program is when it comes to the world of like micro offers i do free master classes before i are actually in the middle of my launch for a kind of like entry level mid-ticket group program so like something like content to cash flow or no-brainer offer right before i launch a mini mastermind something higher ticket i do a paid master class so if you are right now like doing one-to-one -one coaching or it's like your first offer, this is where if you're still in the beginning stages, I would try to do free as often as you can. I mean, for me, I personally think I waited too long to do paid masterclasses. Like I did free for like almost two years straight. And if I were to go back and do it over again, I would do probably free masterclasses for maybe the first six months to really build that hot audience, but to also build my following, to build the kind of people that came into my world, right? With having very specific niche down masterclasses. And then by the six month mark, right? Like, I mean, you are way ahead of me because you have all the strategies to build a hot audience and I didn't, right? So it was like, I kept doing these free masterclasses, but I was still doing sales calls and following this old business model. So my audience was still cold, right? But I will say doing free masterclasses had a lot of new people follow me and like, yeah, some of them reached out, but most of them, like I messaged them, I set up a call with them, right? Because I didn't have the strategies that you have access to in terms of learning how to build a hot audience. Like I didn't even know what I was doing when it came to that. So I had to do DM outreach and sales calls. So like with that being said, I would do free masterclasses for a while right? Because that's going to help build the relationship with your audience. And if they're like, oh shit, like she's doing this for free. This is amazing. That's what people used to say to me. Like, how is this free? And then it allowed them to keep following, but also like it piqued their interest in terms of like, if this is free, I can't even imagine what her paid offers are. So that was like a huge thing that I noticed. But then after that, what I would do is start taking turns because by that point, you'll probably be in a place where you are stepping into micro offers, right? You're trying on these different price points and that's when you can go, okay, I am going to launch a low to mid ticket group program. I'm gonna do pre-pre-sales, pre-sale, early bird, two or three days into early bird pricing for the program for a week or at least 10 days, like. I am going to promote a free masterclass and then I'm gonna actually host it a few days before that group program starts. That cycle works really well for me. And then when I'm launching a mini mastermind, which is like mid to high ticket price point, it's at least like multiple four figures, the investment. So I will do pre-pre-sale for a paid masterclass, 
pre-sale, early bird, regular pricing. And then those people on that paid masterclass get to hop on pre-pre-sales for the mini mind before anyone else. And then literally I go through the whole launch of the mini mind, like pre-pre-sale all the way to regular pricing. And that's how I would do it. So it's almost like every other month you're taking turns between free and paid. And I really like that because I'm still having that free opportunity for people to experience my work and to opt into something and to get the vibe of my coaching who just want to build a like relationship with me, who are curious, right? Who aren't ready to buy. I completely understand that. So it's like, yeah, like before I even bought from my mentor, this is like something to think about. Before I even bought from my mentor, I wasn't exactly in a free masterclass of hers, but I was like binging all of these live streams and videos that she had done, including like reels and stuff like that. So I, it's just that I strongly believe that the majority of people who buy from you, before they buy from you, they've experienced you on video in some way, shape, or form. So that's why I'm like, get on video as often as possible. So gnarly, even like the months you're doing like a paid masterclass, this is where I recommend doing even live streams as often as you can, which really does like build that deeper relationship. Because live streams compared to masterclasses, it's literally like with a live stream, I can just show my personality, like anything can happen. With a masterclass, it's a lot more structured and it's like we only have time to talk about like a one topic where it's like a live stream, I can just get on sometimes and even connect with you guys. So does that help? Does that make sense? Let me know. That was a really good question. And it's such a common question too. People are like, yeah, free or paid, how do I know? If I were to do things over again and I had a cold audience in the beginning, which I did, I would do free masterclasses, but I wouldn't do them as long as I did. Like I would have done them for six months and then started doing like free and paid and taking turns like month by month between the two. Because your content is free. Do you know what I mean? Like you should look at your content as almost like a library for people to like binge and experience your work too. Okay. Any tips to stay consistent in biz? I've taken close to one year break from my coaching biz and feel some resistance to posting on Instagram again. Okay, so how I would like get back on Instagram and like start to be consistent again or how I would shift kind of my mindset around that is I would just look at, okay, like what were my biggest lessons from taking time off, right? Because there must have been some sort of like reflection period during that time of like, okay, like this is really bothering me, right? Like I have been consistent or where there was a time where I was consistent, right? Like maybe you're feeling these things and I know it's time to get back in there, right? And to literally like get consistent again because I know what it does for my business. And at the same time, like there was a reason I needed to take a step back. So this might have been something personal. Again, I don't know your situation or like maybe, I know for some people, nothing actually happens in their personal life, but what can come up is they're starting to feel resistance towards their own brand or they're starting to feel resistance towards the messaging that they've been putting out. And so instead of maybe pivoting, you know, some people need to take a step back in order to get clarity on that, right? So you said you took a step back for a year, right? This was a question that was posted in my free Facebook group. So you said you've been taking a step back for a year. So I would first, before I dive back in to literally like 
all the content, all the things, all the types of content, I would start asking myself, okay, like, is was there anything during that time that I learned about myself, right? That I'm like no longer available for, that I want to change about my business. Like what was working, what's not working and what do I want to improve going forward? Like I think before just jumping back in and trying to be consistent, I feel like the reason why people aren't consistent is because they're telling themselves that it needs to be or look a certain way in order for it to be right. And there's like a right and wrong way of showing up. And it's like, guys, like I just posted a memory from six years ago where I did a live stream and it's very cringy to watch. I literally was 23 years old and it was like one of maybe three live streams I had ever done in my life. And I'm like telling them about my eating disorder and like all the things that I went through literally and like sharing so vulnerably and was scared and was like afraid of what people were gonna think and this and that. And all those insecurities can very much stop you from being consistent. I mean, think about what we do every single day. We get online and we share like not only what we know and wisdom and our opinions, but we're also sharing like the deepest parts of ourselves in terms of like rock bottom moments that we've had and like how it led us to like starting our business. I mean, this isn't normal, right? Like this isn't something that a lot of people do every single day. And I know that the bubble that we're in makes it seem that way. So I think it's about like when you reflect on what was working, what's not working and what could be improved, it's not just like how you're feeling or maybe messaging that you were putting out before compared to like maybe what you want to do now. But also like reflect on like the pressure that you've been putting on yourself of there's a right and wrong way to show up. And I think that like I've always been of the philosophy, I still have this, that like done is better than perfect. Like, yeah, and it's not me like necessarily skimping out on maybe how things look or whatever. It's just literally like I want to show up and I believe that whatever I'm meant to say that day or whatever I want to express is like perfect. And yeah, are there things that you can be more intentional about? Of course, that's like why business coaching and strategy exists. But I don't want you to get to the point with strategy that you end up losing your voice or you end up thinking like, oh, this is what I genuinely want to share. This is what I genuinely want to create. And I don't feel like it's good enough or I feel like there's a right and wrong way to do it or there's a right and wrong pricing, right? Like, I don't want you guys to get to that point because that's when you lose your creativity. That's when you don't wanna show up. That's when you start to resent your business. And so those are the things I would reflect on. Now, your version paying of consistency is gonna look different for everybody, right? From everybody else. So this depends on like your lifestyle, your time constraints, like literally when are you the most productive? Like these are things to definitely think about and plan around for sure. And I know for me, I always capitalized on like literally like I'm so productive in the morning. I'm definitely like not a night person when it comes to working very, very rarely. Like it has to be like when I'm on vacation or something like that, like definitely not in my day to day. And then it's going like, okay, like what are the most important things for me to prioritize? And this just comes down to like recognizing what actually moves the needle forward in your business. And I believe regardless of what level that you are at in business, the things that actually move it forward are obviously like any sales activities that you have. So I can't speak for everybody on here. I know that some people still do 
cold outreach, like DMs and stuff. I know that some people don't really do cold outreach, but they at least follow up with people. Some people do the sales on the back end process that I've even taught that I've used. I did a whole boot camp around it. Some people's thought of a sales process is literally just like answering any DMs that are there or getting on their stories and selling, right? Like everybody has their own sales process, right? Mine would be, okay, I'm going to show up. I'm going to share my most time sensitive offer, like the thing that's going away the soonest or if the price is going up or whatever. I'm going to like engage with my audience in the morning. I'm going to say good morning and then probably sell. And then after that, I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to go to the gym or I'm going to go on a long walk. And then literally like that puts me in the most like productive mood to like get shit done the rest of the day. Like the days I don't move my body in the morning at some point, usually like an hour, hour and a half into me waking up, I feel totally different, but that's just me, right? I know some people love it as like an afternoon break or like they like working out at night better. It's like whatever works for you, right? But that would be like first priorities, right? Then I come home usually, I dive into calls if I have them on my calendar. If I don't, then I would prioritize like my clients. I would prioritize content and messaging and putting my offer out there. And then the rest of the day, it's me documenting and selling or being on some coaching calls depending on the day. Sometimes it's me sending things to my team for upcoming launches. Sometimes it's planning out upcoming launches. Sometimes it's literally like something random. Like today I'm going to have to put together my slide deck, right? So the outline is done and everything, but now it's like making it look nice and like putting the slides together for the speaking conference that I am doing in Chicago next month. So it's like, okay, like it's because it's my CEO day. I don't have calls or Voxer and this is definitely the time to do that stuff. But the daily activities, right? Minus like getting in Voxer and on calls, I'm still gonna put out content. I'm clearly showing up. I'm still gonna sell my offers, right? So I think this is where I really started to stop counting hours in my business and started to just focus on what I was doing with the time that I had. So this really supported me when I was still in corporate. This really supported me when I first came online and was like, oh, like I'm not answering anyone. Like I got out to time manage and like do this myself. Like, you know, it's come at different levels. And even as I was scaling my business and just my priorities or like activities that I was doing on a regular basis just started to look different because before I had a team, obviously I was the one handling customer service and onboarding and all these things where it's like now I'm not so much doing that. So with that being said, I would design ping like the perfect schedule that you can realistically stick to. And even if it's like, okay, like I don't want to act like I'm going to do this five days a week. So I'm going to at least commit to four. Like sometimes it's just like choosing something that's the most realistic and then building from there. And when I say realistic, it's like you've done that before, you've done that schedule, you've stuck with it a while, and then it's like adding on to it from there. Okay. So that's what I would say. Reflect, get clear on like what wasn't working, like anything messaging wise, your sales process, content, like maybe where you still need support, like how you've been feeling about your business, your brand, like reflect on what was working, what's not working and what you want to improve. 
And then it's like, figure out the schedule that's going to be the most realistic for you in terms of like, and try it out. Like my routine has changed up so much since I started my business. But even since like last year, I mean, I have a dog, I'm in a relationship, like things have changed for sure. Okay. I've gone live on Facebook, but not on Instagram because I'm able to block certain people. How do you get yourself to do a live here? Okay. Can you elaborate on that, Stella? I just want to make sure I'm like, meaning I have a fear for Instagram. Like the people on it, let me know. Like, is it the people following you? Or you're afraid like people are going to be mean because they can't block people. Okay, so like if I couldn't block people, I would just be like, okay, like I'm going to just ignore them. I mean, I don't know why you can't block people. You're in my mini mind. I can definitely show you how to block people. But like, I'm not sure what happened there if you just can't, like literally technically. So let's say like you can't and something's wrong with the account or its abilities or whatever. I would really just get on live stream and I would like laugh at it. If someone said something nasty, if someone like came on the live stream and said something, I mean, this used to happen in the beginning. People have commented on my looks. People have commented on the strangest things. People, there's been pervs who have come on my live stream and I just really ignore it and keep talking. And you can like literally minimize the comments. Like I have them up right now in case you guys have questions, but literally like yeah, I've had the wildest experiences. And yeah, like sometimes they were going off so fast, I literally couldn't keep up or like I'd have to stop and scroll back and then block the person. So like I just would ignore them. Like I would just like speak through the entire thing that you want to say, like in terms of like, even sometimes live streams come to me after I make Instagram stories about my offer and maybe something I was talking about, I want to elaborate on it more and then I'll do a live stream. So yeah, I mean, that's my biggest piece of advice. I don't know what else you could do because it's like also like, okay, yes, maybe this is a tech thing for me. If you could show me how to minimize comments, but this is something I want and need to do. Yeah, I mean, it would be great. I feel like getting on video is just amazing because it really allows you to connect with the human and like the person on right like on the feed and also build a deeper relationship because i always say like the person that you have invested in or anyone that you've invested in, in the past you've probably experienced them on video in some way shape or form before you bought even if it was reels even if it was like creeping on live streams or their instagram stories like video does so much to connect people to people and so i highly recommend to get on video as much as possible and i was just saying to gnarly who's in my facebook group you know, live streams are just so different than masterclasses because like live streams, I'm able to just riff and talk and talk about what I want. And masterclasses are a lot more structured and they have just, they're focused on one topic. So I feel like when I do a mix of both, it's great because then there's people coming to like learn from me. And then there's also people who just want to come to connect, hear what I have to say, right? So I do live streams as often as I can and have the energy too. I mean, I know the past couple weeks have been a lot energy wise to try to 
do anything outside of my normal commitments. I really had to take time for myself, but masterclasses are a monthly thing for me. So yeah, that's what I will say. Are there any more questions? Okay. Do you devote certain days to doing activities, schedule coaching calls some days of the week? Okay. So this is a really great question. The way I design my schedule, again, this just works for me. Not everybody's going to be the same, but a typical week for me is Monday through Friday. I do coaching calls Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. And then on Tuesdays is usually when I'll do like hair appointments, personal appointments. I still do the daily like activities that like obviously check in with my clients, like answer messages morning, afternoon, and evening. My team, I post content, I sell my offers. But in terms of like, I don't have coaching calls those days. I usually have a call with my money coach slash financial planner. And then Fridays are my CEO days. So this is where I will do the daily activities, but I also do a lot of backend stuff. Like today, I'm gonna work on my slide deck for the speaking engagement. I'm also going to be sending things to my team. So yeah, and then typically Friday wraps up around like five or so. Usually it's very rare that I like work past that on a Friday and Mondays, Wednesdays and Thursdays, the max amount of calls I'll do in a day is three calls just with like me wanting to show up a thousand percent for those calls and like manage my energy. I can't do more than three calls. So that's like max capacity. So I just try to be mindful of that very much so. So that is a typical schedule for me in terms of my business. And then five days a week, I train in the gym. Yeah, I was actually working with Lexi, my friend, who you guys saw had passed. And I've been working with her for the past year. And so now I'm still working with what was her business. And I believe her spirit is still in it very much so. I'm working with her best friend slash business partner now. So she's taken me on and it's great. And so I train five days a week. The days that I don't in the morning, I will go on like a really long walk. Kyle and I, my boyfriend always do some kind of bike ride or long walk in the middle of the afternoon to kind of like break it up and to take a break. And yeah, and then in the evenings, regardless of what day of the week it is, it's like sometimes I am going out on a date with my friends. I just went, did that last night. I spend the evenings with Kyle. We take the dogs out. We watch a movie. I watch Vanderpump Rules while he's like finishing up work. I mean, it really just depends. I'm not, I don't really go crazy during the week. But that's it. And then on the weekends, I just more so work out of like inspiration, not out of like obligation or like I have to or whatever. And when I have something to say, I show up. I mean, it's just really as simple as that. So yeah, that is a typical schedule for me. Cool. Well, this was a fun chit chat. I'm not sure if there's any last minute questions or things that you have, but this was great. And yeah, we have so many amazing things going on right now. So check out my Instagram stories. I don't really go into selling on M's Gems, so you guys know where I'm at. And I love you guys. This was so fun. And I will talk to you soon. Bye.